this playoff picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added pick and scorches where you can win 100x. That's right, turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, NBA is back, so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. To celebrate, we're giving away an NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all of the details. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Monday, October the 22nd. 23rd. Shit. Close. Monday, October the 23rd. Uh, we've got two, the final day of the season, which we'll have uh, two games of baseball. We've got a game six and a game seven going uh, tonight. Joining me. Uh, to have a little look back at what's happened over the weekend and to make some winning picks on tonight's game is uh, full of margaritas, Mr. Scott Reichel. Scott, how are you? Yeah, doing pretty well. Recovered over the weekend. Uh, it was a good time in Philly. I was actually in a sports book uh, watching the Phillies win game five. So it just worked out that way. I was there for oh, college okay. football and I was there for the UFC card. And then we ended up staying because we were gambling all day. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. We're in Philly and the Phillies are playing. So we ended up just watching a game with a pretty raucous crowd, which was a good time. But fun game for the Phillies. It wasn't really a good game overall, but it was entertaining to be there. And I got to see a bunch of Phillies jerseys. So that was an interesting <laughs> something. That was an interesting thing I'm not used to being in New York. What college football did you go and see? Was that your team or something? Or No, I, we went to a sports book. So we oh, okay. were like screens oh, all over the place. The college we watching all the games at the same time. Yeah. Unfortunately, the college football card was kind of boring. There were a couple of good games late. I know like Virginia beat North Carolina. I don't know if you follow any college football or not, but there, there were not many high-profile games that actually lived up to the hype. There were a lot of really boring one-sided games or games that were just bad. The Ohio State-Penn State game was awful. And the Air Force-Navy uh, game was bad, too. So the sports themselves might not have been the most entertaining on Saturday, but I made money, and I had fun, and I got drunk. Yeah. So that's that's a win-win-win, as far as I'm concerned. That's the holy trinity right there, Scott. Um, I worked most of the weekend, so I didn't do too much betting. I didn't. Um, I caught up with most of the scores and the highlights. Um, but if I can't watch the game, I'm more inclined to have a little bit when I can watch the game, so rather than not... Um, I had a job on Saturday. I then completely forgot that I had a job on Sunday. Um, so went out in a bad temper at short notice to do that and kind of missed all the NFL. But the, yeah, the NFL was a bit of a weird card as well. I need to stop taking the Dolphins against half-decent teams. Um, but yeah, baseball-wise, yeah, yeah, it was a fun weekend. There was kind of two different ends of the spectrum. There was a, a very regulation win for Philadelphia in Arizona in game five. It was a pretty bloodless victory. Arizona never... Arizona got themselves back into the series, which we were delighted with. Um, and then that was a fairly anemic performance, leaving Philly 3-2 ahead. And then 
Texas got away from Houston late, the Adonis Garcia um, Grand Slam yesterday and tied that one up at 3-3. So uh, that's beautifully set up for a Game 7 tonight, Scott. Yeah, should be fun. I mean, I'm just happy that we finally have two competitive series. We have one that went the full seven. We'll see if the Dimebacks can force a seven tonight, but still, it, felt, it feels good because the first couple rounds were extremely one-sided, and now we actually have two competitive series. Absolutely. Um, the chat is lively for a Monday. Cason uh, was first in. Uh, Trev's turned up. Captain Insano. Um, I killed Captain Insano. I pronounced him dead from the guillotine league in the NFL last night. And he's not, he's alive. Uh, reports of Captain Zero's death were grossly exaggerated. So he survived for another week. Well done, Captain. You can, uh, I reverse jinx you in there. Um, so well done. Uh, okay, so we've got one. The first game's a great time for me to watch. Uh, another seven minutes past 10 p.m. So I can throw the kids in bed um, and come down and watch. Uh, the D-backs in the Phillies will get stuck into these plays. There's quite a few plays that I like. Um, more pitcher plays than uh, batters, but um, we get into those. I'll tell you about underdog fantasy first. Um, underdog scorches. If you go five for five, like Cameron Kerr from the golf show, you get a 91 to one. You can get up to 100 times your payout. And the first deposit bonus has been extended um, up to $500. So keep that going. 100,000 Sundays continue. 10 lucky winners winning 10 grand each. What's the um, play tonight in the Niners game, Scott? What's the underdog play? Oh, uh, so for the underdog play, we're going to go with Kirk Cousins' interception. Kirk Cousins' interception, okay. Um, I heard Kramer throwing out the over two and a half Kirk Cousins' rushing yards this morning when I was listening. That made me giggle. Uh, watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog, double your first deposit up to $500. Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. And the NBA Underdog uh, Contest, head over to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog to submit a screenshot um, and you can win the NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Uh, use the promo code SGPN, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. By the way, unrelated, yeah. did you make it through the first week of Second Chance Survivor? Well, I never got my email, unfortunately, Scott. So oh. I need to have a look. I still, apparently, technically, can still enter tonight. Um, yeah, so I've done can. it. Yeah. So I need to do it again because um, actually, live in the live chat on the recap show last night, um, a few people had said they hadn't got their email. So I think it's quite a good time to end it with. Obviously, the bills, etc., took out quite a large part. Uh, part of the pool um, so I'm going to try and squeeze in tonight take the 49ers uh, and then go from there so I'll have to give it another go because I don't know why that happened so I will try that um, Lane good afternoon Lane Elliott joined us in the chat first of tonight then Arizona Diamondbacks with Merrill Kelly and the Philadelphia Phillies with Aaron Nola uh, the Snakes are plus 165 the Phillies are minus 185 and the total is set at 8 um Merrill Kelly pitched in this spot um, last week. Only difference being it wasn't an elimination spot for him, but very similar, really. And he pitched okay. It was a the the game finished lopsided. It finished ten to nothing. Um, but Kelly actually went okay. Um, pitched five and two thirds, uh, three hits, four earned runs, and three walks. Crucially, all three hits. Um, 
were home runs. <laughs> but I could think, quite think that's a positive sign. Like if he can not make those mistakes again, keep the ball in the yard, just keep it down a little bit, Merrill. Um, we'll turn those homers into ground balls. We're, I mean, he, he went scoreless at the Dodgers in his last time. He need to go well. I mean, Philly blew up the pen last time after Kelly left. Um, it, it's not an easy spot. The, the couple of props I liked on Merrill Kelly here, Scott, were the, the first time we took reduced again, the lines are spot on. Like, um, I like the over 14 and a half outs because Kelly just, he's a very steady performer. We've said this a lot. That's just a minus 147, so I won't be backing that. I like his under on the K prop. He's, the line's at five and a half, which would have cashed four out of his last five. But that's also just a minus 140. So I'm going to stay away from those. But I did find a, a Merrill Kelly prop that I really like. And it's over two and a half earned runs at plus 110. Um, if he's going well, then leave him in. I can see him giving up one or two. Um, maybe through four or five innings and then running into trouble. And the moment that big hit comes, a bit like the last game, if Philly get to him early, that's fine too. So we've got a couple of different ways of cashing this. Uh, two and a half is a low number. If if they're still only trailing 3-1, three, 3-2, three, they'll just let Kelly keep going. I know pitchers are on a short leash, but I think Kelly will be absolutely fine. So over two and a half runs um, is my first play here. Aaron Nola has been outstanding in the playoffs. 3-0. Uh, 0.96 He pitched in that same 10 to nothing game last week. Pitched six scoreless, gave up three hits, struck out seven. Again, over five and a half strikeouts is a pick I like, but that's juiced to minus 140. The, the angle I like on Nola is um, the, him to record the win. Is it plus 170, Scott? Um, he's got the length. That's not a problem. Um, he should be there long enough to be able to record the win. Um his three playoff games he started, Philadelphia have won by six, eight, and ten. Um, so yeah, the two the two pitching angles I like are Merrill Kelly over two and a half earned runs and Aaron Nola to record the win at plus one seventy Scott. All right. Uh so I'm gonna ask you, since you're the one with the Dimebacks future, do you think they have a shot to win the game? Well, they've got a shot, they're plus one sixty five. Yeah, I mean I, I know that I'm just saying, do you actually realistically see a scenario where they win? I have, when we get to my pick, you'll see not, but it could, I'm kind of trying the reverse jinx, but I mean, it's a game of baseball. It's got the odds reflect the chances. So it's not, I mean, it's not even a, a seven to four chance, a two to one shot. So they are very, very light, but I see your point. I mean, most iterations of this, if you handicap this, and I think most people in the chat will agree, you've got to come down on the side of Philly because that's where all the evidence points. So, yeah. Yeah, I was just curious, Bob, because I agree. But I am going to go with the uh, the over for outs with Kelly. Uh, I do think plus one forty on DraftKings is an absolute bargain at fifteen and a half. I feel like once again Arizona's bullpen's actually been decent for the most part in the series, but we know how bad it can be. Kelly's been one of their best pitchers, probably the their best pitcher for the last couple of months because Gallon was a mess on the road and he was kind of hit or miss down the stretch. Kelly's been very solid, and I do think that if Arizona's going to go out, it's probably going to be with their best pitcher on the mound. I see him getting stretched out and probably going six, maybe. Uh, but I do think 15 and a half outs at, once again, it's just a good price for five and a third at plus 140. I'm going to take that. I also like the first five under in this matchup. I think this total's a bit high. Uh, the wind is blowing heavily in in, uh, in uh, Philly. So you're looking at what should be a pretty solid pitching environment. 
And Philly, despite uh, breaking through offensively in game five, they still only score via home run. Like, they don't do any small ball. They don't do anything else besides just hit bombs. And if the weather is going to support the lack of home runs, I see a lower scoring game. And Arizona, the issue you run into is the fact that this team has no sense of clutch hitting. They did for one game, and that was the game they came back for in game four. But you're just looking at Arizona having all these chances, and nobody can come through about 80% of the time. It's a mess. So I think that Nola and Kelly are going to pitch well. I see a lower scoring game, especially in the first five. I love the first five under. I think once again, with the wind blowing in to somewhat neutralize Philly's power, Arizona's offense doesn't scare me. No offense. And I think for that reason, I'm going to go with the first five under. I see a low-scoring 2-1 type game through five. Arizona have really got away from where they had their success, which was sort of ambushing teams early. Uh, Corbin Carroll's dropped off. I think I was I had the radio call of that game on, on Saturday night when I was driving home from work. And Carroll was one for 15 at that point uh, through the series. And I, need to, we've said I need to look up the stats, but I'm trying to think of who on Arizona has actually been good. Marte's been fantastic. Uh, Moreno had one good game. Moreno had a good um, game. I haven't heard from Walker all series. I had. I might have had like one hit, like one big hit, but I can't really think of anybody that's come through besides Marte on a regular basis with this team. No, you can think of like isolated instance. Paven Smith had one hit. Uh, Padumo yeah. bats like me. Um, he had one home run somehow. We put back the ball. But other than that, he's like a frog in a blender at the plate. He looks Tom, awful. Thomas has had a couple of home runs here and there, but again, isolated incidents. Yeah. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you one player I'm looking at to fade though for Arizona. It's a guy who should potentially retire. He's been that bad. I got to talk about Longoria. He's an absolute <laughs> zero at the plate. Like at this point, you're looking at Longoria. He's not even close on any of these. Now, Bohm, I roasted earlier in the series. He has still not been very good, but he has found some hits here and there. Same thing with Stott. He found a hit or two. He had a big RBI in game uh, five. But Longoria is not even close. Like you're looking at a decent amount of these markets with the no hits prop for batters. Give me Longoria and no hits because he's batting 133 in the playoffs. He's been so bad that if they benched him, I wouldn't be shocked. They're not going to because he still plays third base and he's got some experience in these situations. But I think everyone's noticed the same thing. Longoria has been an absolute zero in the lineup. Um, looking through the chat here, Josie um, wants the Phillies run line. We've got Schwarber and Harper, uh, RBIs, sitting at plus 180 for Kaysen. Um Trev's writing his Phillies uh, series bet. And Insano on the stolen base prop. Uh, that's quite an interesting angle with the, with the wind blowing in. I want the I want the stolen base props because Noah doesn't hold anybody on, but Arizona hasn't stolen any bases this entire series. Like I don't I don't understand what Arizona is trying to do offensively, especially against Nola, because we saw Nola pitch well earlier in the series. I think Carroll got on base on a leadoff error, and they just decided to not let him run a single time. And Nola yeah. was giving up. I forgot what it was like tied for the sixth most stolen bases I think in the National League, or it was something. It was a high number. They haven't used their speed. They haven't used their youth. I don't know what they're doing, Arizona. It's like they keep passing around the baton, and nobody's been stepping up, but they haven't even tried to change their approach. They've they've been bad offensively, objectively bad offensively, for what, like four of the five games in this series? Yeah. Try to steal some bases. Do something. Like I, I do agree with Carroll if they steal, and they better try because Noah doesn't hold anybody on. But I'm just tired of watching Arizona do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. 
Carroll never looked like he was going to attempt to steal either. He was taking such a small lead. Because one of the things with the stolen base is, A, you get the stolen base, but also having the spectre of the stolen base is quite handy, you know, just to That's throw right. the pitch up a little bit. Yeah. But, Carroll, it was obvious I was sitting here. I knew he had no intention. The, the commentators knew he had no intention as well. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, on terms of a, a side, Scott, I, I talked about the reverse things. I think you have to back Philly on the run line. Um, which what price is that? Let's have a quick look. It's going to be a, it's going to be probably plus money because it's yeah. I, think it's I had it written down at plus two ten, and it's definitely not plus two ten though. Um, you might have accidentally put down Arizona. Actually, no, Arizona would probably be higher than two ten too. Uh, let me let me check. It's going to be probably around like plus one hundred five or like even money if I had to guess. Yeah, it might be plus one ten. Actually, no, it's um, like plus one twenty. Okay, I've got me two and me one the wrong way around, that's all. Um, so, I mean, they've covered fairly comfortably in both games at home um, in this series. And um, against Atlanta before that, they covered the run line and all the wins. So you've just taken purely on those numbers. Um, and what, as you've just described, what we've seen out of Arizona, Philly on the run line at plus 120 is a good line. In terms of the bats, I didn't have much at all, really. Um, Trey Turner... We've talked about him a lot. He's in good form. Nine for 21 off Merrill Kelly. Um, over one and a half total bases is plus money. Uh, plus 105. But there was a lot of skinny odds and nothing really much I liked apart from that. Uh, you have anything with the with the bats, um, Scott? Well, I mentioned Longoria before. Him to not record a hit is minus 130, which I can't really argue with because he's been that bad at the plate. Uh, let me just check the Bohm numbers because I know Bohm has actually been doing a little bit better lately. Uh, but... Okay, Bohm no hit tonight is plus one ninety five. What are we? What are we doing? Yeah, okay, I'll take plus one ninety five. One ninety five. <laughs> what are you out of your mind? Yeah, I'll take that. You're telling me that he needs to not get a hit in one out of two games, basically like break. Hell yeah, I'm gonna take that. Bohm no hits plus one ninety five. That's that's a great deal. Let me look at Stott because I know Stott had a hit uh, the other day, uh, last game. Once again, he had the RBI. But I just want to pull this up. I know Rojas also gotten some hits recently, but he's not a very good player. At least hitting. He's a good fielder. But Stott, no hits, is plus 150. I'll take that, too. Uh, what is Rojas at? Um, what is Rojas at? Rojas, no hits, is plus 110. I'll take all three of them. Plus money? Yeah, that's a great deal. I'll, I'll take those three, and I'll also take Longoria, no hits, at minus 130. Okay, I like that. Uh, we move across to the Silver Boot series. I've heard it called, apparently. Um, the, we'll tell you first about Hall of Fame bets. Um, winning bigger, betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Uh, research NFL, NBA, MLB and soccer bets, historical stats and data. And the key thing here is the Parlay Optimizer, um, helping you with things like hit rates broken down by leg, expected probabilities, uh, sort players um, by hit rate to learn which players have got the best value, etc., so stop betting in the dark. Join 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Okay, tonight, uh, 8 7 I think, first pitch. Um, Texas at Houston. Uh, Texas have Max Scherzer on the mound. Houston will roll with Christian Javier. Plus 105, the Rangers. Minus 125, the Astros. Total 
It's nine and a half. Scott, you can lead us off here. I'm going to start off with a question for you. Do you have faith in either starting pitcher for this game? I have some faith in Javier. Okay. So my main play for a player prop in this one was Scherzer under outs, which is at around 13 and a half. He has to go four and two thirds to go over. Yeah. I don't see him. Well, I don't see him going four and two thirds. Just simply put. That's also my first place, Scott. That's the first thing in my notes here. Um, good price, I thought. A lot of these props are in that first game. They were minus one forty um, or thereabouts. This is minus one twenty, so I loved it. Yeah. So, oh yeah, drawn to the under four innings last time. I, can't, I that looks about right. Thirteen and a half is too high, but I, I love the price on on that as well. So. I agree with you on that. Scherzer. I, I guess. I guess the argument is that he went four innings and he pitched terribly. So you might say, well, you know, maybe they'll let him, you know, figure it out. They won't. It's game seven. Like game seven, you're you're pulling him if he gets into any trouble at all. It also, I think, factored into how long Scherzer went despite struggling. The fact they were up to nothing in the series, so the stakes weren't at its highest. And you can make an yeah. argument that Scherzer was making his Great first point. appearance in about a month. That's another issue you have with Scherzer and why I don't think he should be pitching, simply put. He's made one appearance since September 13th, and you're just throwing him out there for a Game 7? I'd be shocked if he went more than four innings. The the earned runs is linked to that. I looked at that over one and a half earned runs, but that's minus 140. And I think the two things are correlated um, because if, if he gives up those two runs, he gets hooked. So I'd much rather take the minus 120 on the out. Yeah, I agree. Um, and have you then? Have you got any more faith in me? I was going to say, I also want to include for the Scherzer thing the fact that Yuvaldi pitched really well. I thought he would because Yuvaldi's actually a really good, like, big game pitcher. He's very underrated yeah. in big games. But he went into the seventh inning and then they blew it open the ninth. Chapman didn't pitch. So, you know, he's going to probably get an inning. LeClerc only pitched two thirds. He'll be available. And you're going through the bullpen. They really didn't use anybody. They used Andrew Heaney to close the game. So you can make an argument that this morning. When I put the highlights on this morning, I saw Andrew Heaney come in for the ninth. I did giggle. A little bit of a fall from Grace, but yeah, he was uh, he was a warm body, so he did that. Yeah, so the point is you're looking at a spot where I just have to at least acknowledge Texas bullpen's actually in good shape for this game, which might even cause a shorter leash for Scherzer. But I refuse to believe a guy... I'm not even going to get into the playoff history because we know Scherzer has been really bad in the playoffs recently. And you can draw whatever conclusions you want from that. But the point is, even if Scherzer pitches decently, but Houston's threatening. Houston just has guys on base all the time. They're going to pull him anyway because the bullpen's going to be somewhat rested. And once again, Scherzer's made one appearance in the last month and change. One. And I just, once again, think that Scherzer, who only threw 60 pitches, give or take, in Game 3, is probably going to be around 60 pitches anyway in an elimination game. Now, of course, if Scherzer comes out there and pitches a gem, we're going to lose anyway. But I'm not picking Scherzer to pitch a gem. I think it's a lot more likely Scherzer gets shelled than gives up no runs. So I'm on Scherzer under outs. I think that's a great deal. Yeah, totally agree. It was my first pick. Um, Christian Abbey, uh, he's been good in the, I say I've got some faith in him, he's been great in the playoffs uh, two comfortable road wins in his two starts, five scoreless in Minnesota, five and two thirds um, three hits, two earned runs at Texas, and I like the over on his outs, over 12 and a half, um, for a couple of reasons with everyone we're talking about short leashes, everyone in the chat's talking about short leashes, um, I get it but the, the two reasons are he's 50, 15 of his last 17 have gone over and it's plus money. So I think you can afford to take it. 12 and a half is not egregious. Like, 
I think he can get to 13 or more at plus money. Um, in terms of a side, Scott, Houston first five was my pick here. Um, just because I can't have Scherzer. Um, but I also don't want to get into the wild final stages. Um, the Bobby Abreu um, suspension, I think, is going to be important. But And we've seen these games have uh, got runs. Both teams have got runs in them at any point. Uh, Texas got away late last night. So I would rather just stick early here. Um, minus 116 for Houston on the first five, um, I think, is a good play. So, yeah, they're my three players would be Scherzer on the under, um, Javier over 12 and a half outs in Houston first five at minus 116. Um, if, who do you think wins, Scott? I I said going into the series, if you remember, I said there's value on Texas at plus 120, but I think Houston finds a way because they always find a way. They're like cockroaches. You can't kill them. Like they're, they're just going to find a way to win. I do. Of course, I'm rooting for Texas. I, I don't think anybody actually likes Houston besides Munaf and the other Astros fans, but I'm rooting for Texas because they're fun and it's nice to see new blood. I think they're going to fall apart. So I'm going to lean to Houston here. I, I have more faith in Javier than Scherzer, but I also have more faith in Houston's bullpen. I think that's going to matter a lot. But I do think looking at this overall spot, the home team I know is over in the first six games. So you can argue that home field doesn't actually matter at all in the series, and I wouldn't argue with you. But maybe it helps in game seven to have the crowd in your back. Who knows? But I do wonder, it's such an inexperienced Texas team with a lot of young parts Houston's been there before. Experience goes in their favor. I don't know if you believe in the experience angle or not, but I'm going to lean to Houston. Once again, I just think they find a way. I like Texas for the value going to the series. I thought Houston would win it, and I think Houston gets to Scherzer. And I think that, like we've seen in a lot of these playoff games, the team that's winning by multiple runs in the first three innings or four innings just finds a way to win the game. So I'm going to lean to Houston. I think they're going to win a game. I'm going to lean to the uh, – the total's very tricky for me. Because Game Seven's always lean under, but I have questions about both starting pitchers. I think I'm going to lean to the under in this game. Give me some type of like five-two final, five-three final. I think Houston finds a way to win. Uh, in terms of player props, again, it was it was quite tricky. Um, I just looking at hot players. Altuve stands out. Um, total bases over one and a half is plus one thirty-five, and a bit of a mad one. A plus three ninety shot here for a home run. Uh, Josh Young. For Texas, um, short Samuel, but he's two for three off Javier. He's got plenty of power, and I did like Nathaniel Low props. Um, he's hit safely five in a row. Um, but I need to find some over one and a half. So I can only I can only find at the moment over half of whatever it is I'm looking for. Whether it's hits, whether it's total bases, whether it's runs, RBIs. I need to find some over one and a half. He's right about minus one sixty six. Uh, to clear half of, of those things. Um, but I'll have a, I'll shot around and see if I can find some alt lines on Nathaniel Lowe. Um, but he's a player I'd be interested in. Um, any any batting props for you, Scott? Well, there was one other pitching prop that I was tempted by that I wanted to look into briefly. It is going to go back to Scherzer, but I thought about it. I, I was wondering about the walks, because if, I, if I'm not picking him to go that long, but then I looked at how juicy it was, and it's, I mean, it's up there. I mean, Scherzer under one and a half walks is like minus 160, 170. So I think I'm going to have to pass on that. But I was tempted. Um, for hits, I tend to go for plus money if I was going for a no-hits prop, which, of course, takes Maldonado out of the equation because he's like minus 200 to not get a hit in every single game. And I can't argue with that. 
Uh, I think Garcia is going to come through. So I do like Garcia one and a half basis. I think he's in line for a good game. I'm trying to think if there's any real angle that I like. Um, what do I want to look at here? Not, I don't really see much that I'm really that tempted by uh, when it comes to props in this game. It's just game seven. You're expecting everyone to throw it at the kitchen sink, and you're going to see what sticks. I think Jung's a good player. I am a bit tempted by Simeon under half a hit at plus 180. Simeon has just not had a very good series, and I feel like yeah. people, once again, price him that way because he, you know, he's batting top of the order, so I might get an extra batter, and I get all that, but... From what I've seen, maybe it's just personal bias, but I've not exactly seen Simeon step up in big spots before. Plus 180, I think that's kind of appealing on the no hit, but I'm taking flyers on on these guys at a decent amount of plus money. Simeon, just purely by the eye test, just looks quite uncomfortable. Um, He doesn't look like he's expecting just a little body language thing. I think Um, it was good last game, but for the most part, it just feels like Simeon is... I, maybe it's just because I don't like his approach at the plate, but I don't know. It just feels like some of the timing is off or something just doesn't seem right when he's at the plate. Now, once again, he was pretty good in game six, but plus 180, I'll take a shot at plus 180. I, I think that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, he's absolutely. 191 in the playoffs. Like, all right, I'll, I'll take plus 180 for a guy batting 191. <laughs> okay, uh, I think that's everything covered. Cheeky little half an hour on a Monday morning. Uh, to get everyone juices flowing for baseball. Um, you like the is over there the anything under? else you'd like to point out to the people, Scott, before we go? Yeah, I didn't ask you if you like the over or the under for the uh, Game 7. Under. It's half a point too high. I like the, yeah, five three five four something like that. I know we'd like to see. And you're taking Sorry? Houston, right? I know you said Houston first five, but I'm assuming you're bleeding that they win the game too. No, I'm, no I, I'd like Texas to win. Um I know that that's not a good excuse for betting someone, but I'd like, obviously, I'd like Arizona to win and I would like Texas to win. Um, so I'll probably leave it. I'm, I mean, good, if you gave me $500 and asked me to bet someone, I'd probably bet Houston. But I'll take Houston on the first five. Uh, hopefully, Texas can mount a little fight, but um, good for the sport as well. Um, thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. You joining us on Monday morning. Uh, thanks, everyone, in the chat. It was full of beans today. Love it. Nice little uh, Monday morning perga. Um, Okay, well, enjoy the games, everybody. We'll probably be back tomorrow. Well, well, we might not be. Who knows? I'll edit it out anyway at the end of the show, so it's fine. I think I'll, I, I could just wrap it up. All right, it's it's all good. Your thing's glitching out, so I'll just wrap it up. All right, thanks for stopping by for the Monday games for the MLB Gambling Podcast. We'll back once again, potentially tomorrow, if the Diamondbacks end up winning. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. The aliens got me. See you later.